Welcome to Cellmates. A welcome. A, a welcome, Kate Phillips. What? Welcome, Dick Ward. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is a podcast where we take two animated movies and kind of dissect them, kind of throw a Venn diagram over them and see what uh, makes them tick. Uh, often these movies are Disney. Not always. Often they are musicals. Not always. And often they are good. Not always. Uh, Kate. Yeah. I've noticed that we both have drinks in front of us. We sure do. Uh, this is very usual for the podcast. It is a tradition, yes. So our we drinks... We pair movies and we pair drinks. Right? Our drinks tend to have something to do with what we watch. Mm-hmm. But right now... Take, take, see if you can remember. I'm taking a sip and it's just it's just whiskey. It's Well, it's... Yes, it's just, just whiskey, I feel like, is not being... It's selling it a little short. It, yeah, it's... But not it is not a it, it is not a deserves. mixed drink. It is not nope. a beer with a fancy name. So tell me why I just have a glass. So this is of whiskey. Empire Rye, which mm. is it our favorite whiskey. I think we've ever tasted. That's true. From um, Van Brunt Stillhouse uh, Distillery in Brooklyn. Yep, they have online ordering. Uh, they deliver quick. You should get some. In New York State. No. Um, and this is a small batch whiskey Mm. so it's small batch and like like it packs a lot of flavor into just a little sip like we do not mix this with anything we just drink it neat or like with a rock yeah it's it's too good to mix and it's so just condensedly good Mm -hmm. like that's all you need you don't need extra stuff with it it's just you sip it and you know what it is and it's great yeah so Oh, so that's why <laughs> that's why we're drinking this is because the things that we watched were a, a, a variety of shorts of small batch movies. Small batch movies <laughs> that pack a lot of punch. And you don't really need to mix them with anything. Yeah, though we will still be mixing them with things in the final cut at the end of the show. That is true. So. Yeah. So we watched um, we watched a variety of shorts. Eight of them, in fact. Yeah. Um, which the runtime does not even add up to one of the two movies that we normally do. Right. But um, there's so much great storytelling here, and we wanted to, you know, find a way to use a lot of these. So what we're going to be and, talking about yeah. is um, the short Hair Love. Yeah, that, and Kate, can, mm-hmm. can we actually go back a second? <laughs> Whoa. What is What was the impetus? Like, why did we choose to do shorts? So, um, one... In general, the world is more exhausting even than usual right now. Yeah, I I feel like every time we do the podcast, <laughs> we're like, guys, like it's a, gotten worse. Oh man! Like remember back when it was just the coronavirus? Just that. It that was, was just fine. that. It so was, no, um, not fine. Yeah. So now there are massive protests, mm-hmm. uh, some riots, mm-hmm. we'll say. Um. There's a lot of police brutality, a lot of really horrible well, things. There's but always been a lot of police brutality. There's We're a just lot of visible more police of it on the brutality news right now. But there's um, a there's a big push. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is mm-hmm. like out there like crazy. More steam than ever before, and mm-hmm. more people listening than ever before, which is great. And there's a big push to like try and support uh, black owned businesses, mm-hmm. especially. Because of the coronavirus and because of the protests and because all of these businesses are like struggling right now. Right. So it's like, please support these black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So we said, oh, let's watch some movies with like black directors or black writers. That'd be really, <laughs> that'd be really fun for the show. And what did we find? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Who knew? There are, there are not many. No. At least not that are readily available and certainly not. Um, you know, big studio yeah. movies. Um, shout out to director Peter Ramsey, who is a um, a black creator. He co-directed Spider Verse mm-hmm. into the Spider Verse. He um, directed Rise of the Guardians, which is a movie we have not seen. We have not seen that yet. Um, so, so he is in the mix. But we thought, well, we've done Spider Verse recently, and we don't want to just do two movies because it's this one guy that yeah. we've heard of. 
Um, so we were thinking about other things and you, you start to do the research and it's very, very unfortunate that yeah. there's not more out there. There are a lot of really interesting, like sounding things when you search like for for like black run animation mm-hmm. studios, uh, black animation directors and stuff. There's a there's an anime studio in Japan that is black. Yeah, run. I saw that one. But all of them are kind of like, or all the ones we found anyway, were like studios for hire. So they'd like they're kind of like freelance yeah. studios. So they they'll yeah. do animation on a movie, but they're not like the animator. Or a TV show or a commercial. It's not like their project necessarily. Yeah. There's not a lot of. Um, you know, powerful studios out there that are specifically, um, cre- you know, using black creators to yeah. create animated movies. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there are prominent black directors in like live action mm-hmm. at this point and prominent black writers and so on. But um, in animation, just not yet, which yeah. was kind of eye opening. So, um, I we had both and I mm-hmm. before had seen the short Hair Love, mm-hmm. which won the Oscar for animated short this past year, created by Matthew Cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, a black, well, he used to be a football player. I learned. Oh, he was like a pro football player, and now he directs movies. That's cool, um, including this. And this is inspired by his personal life with his daughter. Um, and so you know we're looking for other things and to pair this with. Um. And we said, aha, recently we've watched all of the Spark Shorts mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, which is essentially Pixar's kind of like homegrown. They say it, they describe it as like indie short films within this Pixar studio. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. They give them like a, a small for Pixar, a mm-hmm. small budget. Mm-hmm. They give them six months. Yeah. And. Like, it seems like there's, like, an audition or pitch process, but it's people that, like, like, it's people that you, stories you might not have heard otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it's also, like, there's some people that aren't animators or aren't directors or aren't writers. And we should add, too, that these are people who currently work at Pixar. They're not hiring outside. They're just, this is kind of like an initiative within the company. Like, hey, you want to direct a seven-minute film? Like, do you have a good idea for a seven-minute film? Great. You're a lighting guy? Great. Yeah. Like, you're a storyboard artist? Great. Like, Come direct w- this. One of the guys was, like, in charge of making fur animate well. Like, mm-hmm. that's his whole job is, like, working on fur algorithms mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, he, he pitched and he got through and he got to direct a, a short. Yeah. I think what's also noticeable, or notable about the Spark Shorts are in the history of every animation studio, but particularly Disney Pixar, uh, there's a lot of straight white men directing forever. <laughs> yeah, directing and writing forever, but also directing and writing stories of um, black people and, and mm-hmm. uh, Native Americans mm-hmm. and Chinese princesses and yeah, what, and, what have you, right? And to the best of our research ability, it appears that of these seven Spark Shorts that have been released so far, one is, there. I think two are white men directed. Right. At least one of those, um, he is gay, and so that's something at least. <laughs> and we, we say, we're saying directed, and I'll be honest, I don't know what the actual involvement of all these people is like i don't know if they all directed or if they all wrote or what but they were all uh involved in some way i think in general the directing and screenplay is all done by this one person that they've selected oh cool um story might be by a few more people someone also have like a story credit because they're helping with it or right right and yeah these are very collaborative endeavors too so if you have disney plus and want even more of information about these. Most of them right now um, even have a little like four minute yes. behind the scenes. Oh my God. Which the... is really cool. It's like as long as the short itself, but yeah. really cool. And it's just see. like a quick little thing, but it, it really gives you a little bit of insight into the people mm-hmm. making it. So, All right. So, Dick, we got eight titles to go through. Oh boy. Um, we got, that's going to be what, two minutes each on the cookie timer. Right. Times eight titles, plus we'll probably BS between. That's going to be at least 16 minutes, but, you know, I'm about I'm as ready. much time as it takes to watch all of these. 
So what we're going to do is um, we're going to allot 30 seconds per title Yeah. to just do a real, like literally real quick summary, move on to the next title. So what I'm going to do so that we don't just go insane with the cookie timer is I'm going to put, uh, check my math, eight times a half, like a half a minute. Uh-huh. Is four? Four minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to put four minutes on the cookie timer. Okay. And And Kate, I can't see your screen. You have the notes of who's doing what. Yeah, I sure do. When you finish your first one, can you just yell? I'll toss it off to you. Yep. All right. And like... What we should like yell every yell something every thirty seconds. I mean, let's just. I mean, we should just switch every thirty seconds. Great. Some of these, some of these might be shorter descriptions. Some might be longer. We're gonna do our best. We'll do our best. Here we go. All right. Starting with hair love. Here I go. Hair love is about a young girl who is um she's black and she is trying to do her hair um all these fancy ways that she sees on YouTube and she needs help from dad but dad is not good at her hair and so dad tries and gets defeated and then but he keeps trying and they they work together and they do the hair and then they oh visit mom in the hospital who has lost her hair due to cancer but she's the one in the YouTube videos and like it's so proud and mm. everyone is really happy. Next, uh, Dick do Kitball. Okay, so there's this cat, and it's adorable and also crazy, like a crazy adorable cat. And it, like, uh, takes up home in this junkyard. And there's a pit bull that, like, kind of is the junkyard dog. But it turns out the pit bull is, like, super abused and might be doing, like, dog fights and crazy stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, And eventually the cat, like, frees the pit bull, and they become best friends. Ding. Kay. Moving on to Pearl. Pearl is a ball of yarn, and she starts working at like a super broy uh, company, and she's the first female there, mm-hmm. the first ball of yarn. Um, and so she can't fit in as at first, and is not like literally invited to the table for ideas. So then she kind of changes her personality and starts to act more like the bros to get a leg up. But then other balls of yarn start joining the company and she feels like she's excluding them. So she finds a good mix of like, I'm going to affirm these people, but still be myself. And okay, sorry, move on. Smash and grab, Dick. Smash and grab. Two robots. One's named Smash, one's named Grab. One smashes stuff, one grabs stuff. They are like slave robots uh, who are noticing that, uh, or they're like worker robots who are noticing that the people that live up in the fancy uh, area have things better than them and aren't tied to one place. So they smash their way out of there and uh, eventually they become like best friend fugitives on the run. Yeah. All right. Uh, Float is about a father and his son who, um, after he is born, develops the ability to float. And it's super cool. And the dad thinks so, too. But then they go outside and neighbors don't think it's super cool. They kind of are staring and they think it's weird. So dad tries to hide that his son can float and tries to keep him grounded. But that's not working well for the son. And so one day at the park, uh, he just, like, stops fighting and lets his son float and be who he is. Yay. Dick. Kate, let me tell you about wind or wind. I still don't remember. Uh, There is a boy and uh, his grandmother, and they are like kind of scavengers in what I thought at first was space, but it turns out it's like a giant pit with like crazy weird gravity. And they uh, scavenge parts together for a spaceship to escape. Uh, But grandma realizes that it can only carry one of them. So Mm -hmm. she like sacrifices herself so that her grandson can get out to the normal world. It's beautiful. She gives him potatoes. Loop is about um, two teenagers at a summer camp, and they go out on a canoe, and um, one of them is on the autism spectrum, and she cannot communicate verbally, but she has um, this, like, phone sound loop that she uses to calm herself, and so it's about her and this other canoe um, guy who's neurotypical trying to figure out how to literally navigate their canoe back to safety when um, she has um, like an episode and they have to figure out how to communicate. Sorry, go out. Okay, out is about a guy who is moving uh, out of his uh, current house and he's moving in uh, like I think across the country with his boyfriend or fiance, it's not clear. Uh, And he hasn't come out to his parents yet. He gets turned into a dog. Uh, he gets body switched with his own dog, and uh, through that, he is able to spy on his mother, see her emotions, and then he finally gets the courage to come out. Short, so 
are done. Shorts are done. Shorts Ooh. are done. Sorry, I short changed you on that last oh, one because I we went did... like three seconds over, and then that's okay. just tips the whole thing. That's okay. Yo, loop. Oh, you you tipped it with loop. Oh, because uh, it's on a canoe. They do tip over. They do tip over. Hmm. All right, uh, Kate. Good episode. Yeah, good episode. <laughs> uh, this was Selmet. No. Um, let's 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 start talking about shorts like what jumps to your mind first so it to me it's really interesting because watching spark shorts and not really knowing anything about it i'm like wow this new content on disney plus sure i'll watch this yeah Um, oh a pixar short i I love pixar shorts it was apparent from the beginning that the voices telling these stories are not the voices who i am used to telling the stories even of pixar shorts right right um I think what, it was Float the first one we watched, maybe? I think Loop was the first one we watched. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, just the, not only, you know, are these stories, so just pulling Float out, right? Like, it's very clear that this these characters in this situation come from something real. Like, it's fantastical, right. this boy floats, but you're like, oh, this is either a child with, you know, um, like an... A learning disability or it might be uh you know um an allegory for oh my son is gay and i don't right. know what to do with that and the 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 dad um when he like is ashamed of the boy mm-hmm. or ashamed of himself or angry at, at himself or 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 whoever uh in the story and he screams he screams at his son i think why mm-hmm. can't you just be normal yeah and like Oh man, that came from that came from life. Yeah, like like it oh, it, it has to. That struck um, me so hard. And um, this family and the director um, are Filipino, so the characters look Filipino. Mm-hmm. Like they're very. Um, it's not just like you know random non-white, which I feel mm-hmm. like Disney kind of has a tendency to do. Like, oh, there's melanin in this person's skin. Go like, go us. Like, this is a white person <laughs> who we have drawn with some brown. Right. Um, so it's just, it's very clear. And then as we kept watching them and then kept watching those little behind the scenes featurettes, it's like, oh no, loop. Like they, I I think the, I don't think she had a direct relation to the director of loop, but they, for the part of the, um, the female character who's on the spectrum, they, um, hired a voice actor who is on the spectrum and who is nonverbal. And so they used her sounds and her communications um to not only you know feel like for the research for the story but also for the actual moments in the story um and that was just super cool like just the attention to yeah to real stories is very apparent in these and i think in shorts too right you have an average of seven minutes to tell a full story beginning, middle, and end with hopefully a character or two that they're identifying yeah. with. So everything is like super distilled. You and don't super have clear. you don't have room to pad anything out. You right. just got to get the story, and you just have to be real. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's super cool, and that's something that I appreciate about these. Yeah. What's What's salient to you, Dick? Uh, one thing I noticed in in all of these was um. Like kind of a, um, I don't want to say like going against the grain because that's not necessarily it, but but I feel like everyone wanted to prove something. Mm. Everyone wanted to, uh, or maybe like establish their reality as reality. Do you mean the characters or the directors? I, I or- mean, I mean the the creators. Okay, right, like. Um, Float again is a great example because it's it is a very real life story, uh, but with a character that is mm-hmm. that is floating in, instead of uh, mm-hmm. on the spectrum. You know, Loop is a very grounded story, um, but even stuff like Kitbull is like, you know, it's a it's addressing something more than just this dog and this cat are friends. Mm-hmm. It's addressing uh, the abuse of pit bulls, which mm-hmm. is pretty bad mm-hmm. i i like i'm not a dog guy but when you look into like the way some of these dogs are treated it's it's horrific just dog fighting in general yeah seems and, like a no-brainer of a bad idea <laughs> yeah and i would say even like I, I would say the least um 
the the short that I felt was the least like about a thing mm-hmm. um, was Smash and Grab, mm-hmm. but that still felt like because watching it is like oh it's two robots that want to escape this thing, mm-hmm. but like the more you look at it, the more it's like oh they're rebelling against the upper the upper like the literal upper class yeah and they're like well if we're sweating our ass off down here why are we not getting rewarded for it they rebel against it and they they go off and do their own thing so like all of these have more than just i guess okay here's what i'm trying to say all of these are more than just a story all of these Mm. have a reason to be told Mm -hmm. and a point that they are making Mm -hmm. which i think in a larger animated movie with like 10 different writers and stuff uh-huh. that gets lost. Yeah. yeah. Although I would say Pixar is better than anyone at, yeah. at successfully executing that there, even in a full length movie. But we've seen cars. We've seen the good. We've dinosaur. seen the good dinosaur. Right. <laughs> right. Like there, there might be points, but they're like, they're not overarching necessarily. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's, I, I would, assume that it's much harder to do over an hour or an hour and a half right yeah um, and that's like one of the things that uh one of the issues i have with wally is that it's like mm. we are making a hundred different points and i'm like whoa i'm a little lost i mean so a lot of these shorts we were talking about this earlier that they like a couple of them have dialogue mm-hmm. but not all of them like half of them don't i would say right? it's like half and half right kipple smash and grab don't have dialogue float right. does not Right. Wind does not. Float um, has limited dialogue. Oh yeah, it like Float why can't you be normal? Li- right, but wind slash wind does not have dialogue. Right, um, and hair love has limited dialogue. It only has the YouTube videos right. of the what you who you find out later to be the mom. Yeah. So it's interesting because a lot of these shorts are very Wally, or I guess Wally that first act is very much like yeah. a short. And, I mean, animated shorts have been around, you know, since Walt Disney created Oswald, right? Like, right. Um, but I feel like Pixar, one of their, like, salient features when they came out is every one of their movies had a short before it. And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a thing when you go to see a Disney movie. Right. Um, and sometimes that short is really good. And sometimes it's Frozen Christmas Adventure. That's not the, That's not Pixar. That's Disney. They just know, don't know how to do it. They it was, didn't go down the hall and talk to someone. But it was before a Pixar movie and it boned me out. Because that was before Coco. <laughs> oh, it was before Coco. You're right. That hurts yeah, so bad. Yeah, that does. That's bad. To watch that and then see Coco. Yeah. I mean, I Coco, say, Coco made it all worthwhile, but... <laughs> geez, a lot of those short. standard shorts, too. Like, I'm thinking the, you know, the lava one with the volcanoes mm-hmm. or, like, the... Um, inner organs thing like a lot of them just don't have dialogue because it's yeah. easier and cleaner to tell a story just through visual especially yeah. if you only have seven minutes um and i love that about these and i love that these two one thing that i noticed and i saw this and you know in um, pixar people talking about the idea of spark shorts that these are not necessarily made with a kid audience in mind or made in like a, a this is going to go before an Incredibles movie. Right. This is just, this is a project for telling a story through animation. And it's not necessarily for our normal demographic. Um, and I think especially, oh, I had one specifically in mind. Like Smash and Grab, mm-hmm. there's some imagery in it that they don't hit you over the head with, right? Like the those two robots start the story tethered to their like train car yeah. in such a way that they can never um join bodies they yeah, can they never give each other a high they five they can't give a fist bump or a high five it's like literally like, like the radius of the tether is yeah. designed so that these it reminds me of like Hades town right where the workers can't look at each other mm. and they're separated in that way so that they don't join forces and unionize right <laughs> And it's and it's interesting, like also because the tether is, it's not a chain that's holding them down, like it is that, but it also is their power source, right? So it's like a it's an interesting combination, right. like like this job basically is their only source of income, mm-hmm. whereas like all these other people have like these floaty battery balls that they just plug in, and yeah. 
they're free. Yeah. So it's it's there's privilege in that, and so I feel like a um, a short like this that is catered toward a larger demographic, like kids to adults, might use that imagery a few more times in it. But I like that this one is like, well, they're on tethers. It's not really going to be a big deal, but you're going to notice it, and then we're going to move on. <laughs> Dick, you were about to say a thing, and I totally derailed our I don't remember what it was. Um, are there... So, looking at, like, um, that, like, hair love, right? This yeah. is a story that is specific... It, like it has to be told by someone who's lived it, right? Otherwise, I mean, it like how be, would yeah. you even come up with the idea for? Yeah. You know, it's with the you know with my family growing up. If my dad wanted to do my hair, which there never was a reason to, but like it's like putting up in a ponytail, like like Fine. like my hair as a white person is not really difficult to do, and like I don't have a lot of like texture in my hair, but like this is something like there's an entirely different market for hair There's care products. A whole for... different hair care routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I like the specificity of that. Mm-hmm. Of this is and it is a larger story, right? It's not just about hair. Right. <laughs> um it's about that relationship and it's about trying to figure out this new dynamic in your family when different people are off doing different mm-hmm. things. Um a dead dead doing his best. Yeah. Which is like extremely I love, universal. I love a, a dad doing his best yeah. and yeah. nothing going right. I love that in a in a. What in other? A film. I, I guess I mean these are maybe scene shoutouts too. Yeah. But like, what else struck you as like, oh, this is a specific moment that that tells me that you know there's a lived experience here. I see. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, I think there was there was like a, a little moment in in each of them, right? Mm-hmm. In Pearl, when the the ball of yarn, like, is hanging with the bros, and the other balls of yarn are like being excluded mm-hmm. by her, and she mm-hmm. realizes that she's participating in the same system that's holding her down. Mm-hmm. Like, that felt real. That felt like a real experience of someone being like, oh. I am perpetuating this. I can also be the one to end this. I was really ready to dislike this short. Pearl? Based on, yeah. Based on the, um, like, the thumbnail and based on the little description. I'm like, okay, it's like, we can do it. Rosie the Riveter thing that's, like, Mm -hmm. a little old now for me. I don't know. Um like you can succeed at a male dominated business but yeah. i love 90 90s girl power yeah exactly yeah. girl boss um <laughs> but i loved that nuance of it yeah. told like it shifted the story in a way where like you said like oh she has lived this and it is yeah. it's a female director um and i liked that that none of none of these really went exactly the direction i thought upon mm-hmm you know, minute one. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah. I will say, um, wind is, is the other one. Did we decide on wind or wine? Wind. Wind? Cause they have that tether, the thing on the crank. They have the tether, but also it's like, there's that weird gravity where it's like wind blowing yeah, upwards. But I don't think Let's it's go wind. With wind. I think it's wind. So wind, um, has like, it, it just has a really specific, like food ritual that mm. the, the kid and his grandma do where she ties up like a picnic basket for them in a way that um, to open it, each of them grabs a, a bit and pulls it. Mm-hmm. And then they each pull out their, I guess, potato. Baked potato. Clink them together and uh-huh. take a bite. And it's it's a very sweet thing. And you can tell that was like that was like somebody's thing mm-hmm. with their mom or their grandma or, or someone. Yeah. And it's it's those things, those touches that just really like – it takes it takes uh, a short where I am watching people. Uh, I'm watching a child like fly out and scavenge floating jet planes from the ether. <laughs> it takes something as ridiculous as that and then just grounds it mm-hmm. in a way that even though I've never had like that exact ritual, mm-hmm. like I just go, "Oh, I know exactly what this relationship is. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how important." Like I have this in my life somewhere. Yeah. 
I mean, I felt that same, um, I felt the tinge of familiarity in that grounding moment in Out, Ooh. where like, Out is this like fantastical story of the guy and the dog switch places and there's like a disco dog and cat rainbow narrator. It's like, great. it's great. Um, but when the super Midwestern parents come over <laughs> and mom's like, I got pizza casserole to help you move. I'm going to put it in the oven. Like... Like, oh, I recognize that part yeah. of this story. Like, I yeah. have I have a Midwestern mom who likes to help. Um, and, you know, looking at all of these, you know, as a, as a collection or as just movies we've seen, it's like, it's, it's so fun to see, to recognize a moment of your experience in a movie where you're like, oh, yeah, I, like, mom has come over and put something in the oven when I'm doing this other thing. Um, she's, and, she's trying to be overly helpful. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is which is very nice. So nice, theoretically. <laughs> no, it is but really nice. Then, was, you have, then you have pizza casserole to eat later. But it's also like she came over without announcing that she was coming over. Right. So in that case, yeah. Now I have to hide all of uh, the photos of my boyfriend right. because we haven't talked about this yet. Um, but like, how cool then for uh, like, and this is just you know. You can shout it louder for the people in the back. Representation matters. Like to be able to see those moments. Good representation. Yes. Good representation. Authentic (laughs) representation matters because, I mean, Wind is the director was explaining it's, uh, you know, an immigration parallel Mm -hmm. story. And I'm sure people who have gone through that, maybe not in the exact same way that his family did it, can recognize elements of that. Just like the, oh, the piece of casserole. Yeah. Um, and we need more of this happening. Like, no. uh, white people should take a break. I mean, uh, <laughs> we got we got like a hundred years okay, of movies we, to identify with. We do, but 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 I would say even more. I just want authentic experiences yeah. in movies, yeah. um, because they're just it's just really good when it happens, and it it happens. I think rarely in larger movies. Um, because they're written more by a committee, mm-hmm. but I'll say like, uh, for me, Coco mm-hmm. is a movie where there are moments where I'm like, oh, this is something someone lived. This is mm. someone's true experience. Like there's a, a bunch of crazy stuff here, but like, you know, um, wasn't it Miguel like mm-hmm. knocks over a picture on the ofrenda and I'm like, yeah, someone's, someone's done that. And I can feel in my gut how much trouble mm-hmm. he's about to be in, mm-hmm. right? Like when when that happens in a in a feature length movie, it just it just brings it all home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. These are good. Is there anything we have not talked about as much? Yeah, and by the way, this is probably going to be a uh, call them all spark out. shorter episode. Oh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Um. Yeah, so Dick. Yeah. Are we re- I mean, so when we say we're ready for the final cut. Yeah. We mean like uh, there's another half of this episode left. Like I mean kind of. Yeah, in we've this got a typical episode. It's like a 30 minute long we've ab- final quote unquote. We've absolutely segment. got more to talk about. Um but also like hey, you're you're welcome if you're still listening to podcasts right now. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome for a shorter episode. I, Kate, do you know how behind I am on like all of my normal podcasts? Yeah. Like, no, I go out two days a week to volunteer, and that's the only time I listen to podcasts because we're done with puzzles too. We were listening to them while we did puzzles. Yeah, and we didn't have. We're out of puzzles. Well, now the world is out of puzzles. Uh, we have so. one. We have at least one on the way. For like the last six weeks, it's been. I on just the way. ordered one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two on the way. So we have at least two on the way. Right. Uh, and like. Yeah, but it's it's so hard. Like I listen to a podcast while I cook for fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm still like two months behind on podcast the ride, yeah. and like it's crazy. So if you're listening, thank you, Thanks. and also you're welcome for shorter episodes during this pandemic. Let's wait till we get to the very end of this episode to say you're welcome. You're welcome for a potentially shorter <laughs> episode during the middle of this pandemic. It's Kate, time for the final cut. Time for the final cut. So, um, scene shout out is yeah. the segment where we shout out a scene that we really loved in each of the two movies. But because there's eight, do you want to just popcorn back and forth and give like 
two, three, four scenes total of like, yeah, let's just, what are some moments that stood out to you? In let's years? let's go movie by movie. And if there's something that stood out to you, shout it okay. out. Okay. Great. That is different than what we had decided on before. Yep. I switched it up. That's great. Great. I love it. What's our first movie? Uh, Hair Love. Uh, got, like all of it? <laughs> um, oh, no. You really liked, and I like this too, the, um, the boxing match that the dad has with the hair, the like... Um, He's like literally in a ring. It's like fantastical, and he like does like the punches yeah. back and forth, yeah. and it has like the actual like rest or like yeah. boxing ring. That's sounds. really fun. Yeah, that is really fun. Yeah. So yes, that <laughs> that, that. Uh, Kitbull. Uh oh my god! Just uh, the scared cat, uh, like chasing away the scared sad dog. There's like a moment where, like before the cat realizes that the dog is. Mm-hmm is hurt and not its friend. Yeah. Um, where I'm just like, I'm just, I feel so bad. I'm like, Oh my God, I hope they become friends. I hope they work it out. And they, they do. And it's beautiful. Yeah. That first time the dog comes back out from a fight and yeah. you can see what has happened. That's a powerful moment. Oh, and when the, sorry, I got one more. When the cat realizes that the dog is in terrible shape and goes into its carrier with it, mm. goes into like the dog house, where this cat has been scared of the dog the yeah. entire time. And like you see the cat, like you see the fear as it's going into the doghouse to try and take care of this dog. And it's it's strong. Pearl. I mean that. We, yeah, we shouted out that. Yeah. That, oh, I like that um, the bros at the company she was working at were like kind of. Typical. I believe the company is called Bro. Yeah, it's called okay. Bro. They were like typical Pixar humans in terms of their animation. Mm-hmm. But Pearl is not only a ball of yarn, but she's like, what were you saying? She's like at a slightly slower frame rate. Yeah. So she's, she's a little bit more, not pixelated, but she looks more um, stop motion. She's a little jumpy. Yeah. yeah. She's like animated on the twos or the fours or yeah. something. She's like, bop, 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 bop. So it's, it's neat to, you know, just a visual thing to further show that she is not one of them. Yeah. She is a different... Good yeah. good call. I forgot mm. about that. Nice. Smash and grab. Oh, man. I, did, I, I really like smash and grab. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. Um, yeah. My, my moment is when they can't uh, fist bump or mm-hmm. they can't high five. Like, yeah. all they want to do is high five and they can't do it. I mean, and it's that it's, Wally handshake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Robots can't touch each other. Mm. Uh, it gets me so sad uh float i think i'd say it's that moment the why can't you be normal yes just and, the, just, and the kid not understanding the like, kid doesn't understand all the people around are just staring mm-hmm. like they're staring at the kid because he's not normal mm-hmm. and they're staring at dad because he yelled at his kid mm-hmm. and like dad's never felt worse in his life than in that moment right there and you feel for the kid and you feel for the dad like i don't have kids of my own but i am a teacher and i i know that moment too of when i've just gotten frustrated and i'll just be like sit down and then i'll like be like oh that was an inappropriate (laughs) response to this but like i can't help right like my emotions are high and And i'm at a point and the kid's at a point and it's like oh my god that's terrible even like um what do you call it? Psychonormative? Mental, mentally... Nor- uh, neurotypical? Neurotypical. God, I thought you were maybe you. trying to say the word paranormal. Or no. Paranorman. No. <laughs> no. No, even like neurotypical kids are not great at necessarily understanding mm-hmm. when something is serious or when something is important to an adult. Yeah. They're great at pushing buttons. And for a kid that's not neurotypical, like... uh. Like, he has even less of a clue, like, uh, I assume, mm-hmm. why dad is upset. Mm-hmm. He's he's has even more trouble with that. And, like... There's that communication gap. There's a communication gap. Even. And, like, dad is doing the best he can, and it did not go well mm-hmm. uh, That in that moment, at yeah. least. It, it was, that was great. It was powerful. Wind next. The moment that I knew that it was going to be an Abuela story. <laughs> The moment you knew that grandma was not going to make it to the end of the movie. Which was surprisingly early on. Yeah. I was just like, no, no, this grandma's not going to do, she's going to die. And she pretends for it, right? There's only one seat in the cockpit that he found. And she pretends he's going to pull her it, up. Yeah. 
And, like, you know that she has no intention of doing that. But, like, the grandson is like, oh, okay, okay, grandma's going to fly behind. She, yeah. Oh, she's... And, like, um, oh, and the... Um, there's a point where we kind of know that grandma is not going on this trip. Mm-hmm. And she's helping the kid put the rocket together. Mm-hmm. And it goes from... Him watching her yep. put things together yeah. to her watching him put things together. Taking a step back. Because she is preparing him mm-hmm. for his journey without mm-hmm. him knowing it. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Strong. Guys, these are all really good. Yeah, watch these. I guess we should have said that at the top. Yeah, Please well, watch, watch these. Yeah, watch them. Uh, Loop. I love the moment where, so she has this like therapeutic sound on her phone that she plays when she's getting overwhelmed or yeah. like sensory overload. And... That moment where she's just like they have they have a, you know, kind of a big confrontation in mm-hmm. the canoe and she is like hiding in like a reed bunch, right? Like a bunches of reeds or something. And he's the one who finds her phone or he like downloads the same thing on his phone yeah. and starts playing it for her again. Like this thing that has driven him crazy throughout their whole adventure so far. Yeah. He realizes like, oh, she needs this like this is part of her process and i like when he you know takes ownership of that and like makes starts me i mean it's the turning point where he's like okay we need to communicate as opposed to i'm avoiding communicating with you because i don't want to figure it out right or i'm trying to communicate with you my way right because he he tries to communicate at the beginning by talking to her but she's nonverbal she's not going to talk back right so he was like trying his way, and then he's like, "Okay, we got to find another way." Yeah. yeah, the um the moment for me in in this is when she's like hiding under the canoe after she's mm-hmm. had like a lot of like anxiety and mm-hmm. panic, and like you just see time lapse, and you yeah. see kind of from her point of view everything's like a little fuzzy, a little blurry, mm-hmm. and she's just like running her hand through like some grass mm-hmm. and like. That's I'm getting two scenes confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was under, mm-hmm. but it's it's just it's so interesting to look at the world from that point of view and like recognize people. Like I've had I've had uh, uh, like panic attacks before. Mm. I've had like severe anxiety before. I've not dealt with what she's dealing with, mm-hmm. but in that moment, I was like, oh, they're capturing something really interesting mm-hmm. here. So. Yeah, it was really cool, like seeing that through someone else's mm-hmm. eyes. Um, out, I want to shout out that when the <laughs> man and the dog switch bodies, you already know the the run, like the loping run they give to the man, who's like the dog's brain is in the so man. The, it's the a freaky dog's, Friday situation. Yeah, the dog's brain is in the man's body. Yeah, and this man, this like lumberjacky looking man, he's just like. Running around, lob, lopsided with his tongue out. His and, like, arms, arms are like flailing. flopping all over. And this animation style too is a little bit chunkier mm-hmm. by design. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a little bit like, um, you know, when you take like a picture book and you make a YouTube version of it, kind of that that yeah. quality. Um, oh, it's just so good. And yeah. it like they know what they have because they show it like several times. Like yeah. it's not not in the foreground. No, it's in the background. But like, and ugh. every time you see it, I am. I am laughing. Who? Um, I I really like um, in in like the oh, the scene with the mom, um, mm-hmm. where the the guy in the dog body mm-hmm. uh, is like like the dog he he like bit his mom be- because yeah to like hide something from her right uh, as a dog he bit as her dog. he didn't bite her as a human and then he goes and does the dog thing of like whoop whoop like whimper. Mm-hmm. And she starts just like talking to the dog, like mm-hmm. like you do. You talk to to pets and animals, and like he finds out, like like one, I think she already knows that I'm gay, mm-hmm. and two, like she just wants me to communicate with her. Yeah, she's feeling really bad that she's cut out of my life. Yeah, and he's cut her out because he doesn't think she'll understand. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really like you see in that moment, like oh man, like. You get, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a it, a lot of really smart choices. Oh. This, like weirdy, like uh, and all of these, right? Like they're all a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, even the ones that are kind of grounded in hair love and yeah. whatnot, there's comedy in it and there's goofiness. I mean, hair love, like you, like you said, has that boxing yeah, match, yeah. right? But it's just so many smart choices in, yeah. in all of these. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Wow. That was a, that was a long bit. So yeah. What's the next part of our final? Do you have an MVP from these eight films good luck to both no, of us i've got one um it's the it's the dog in the man potty uh i could not <laughs> anytime that was on screen and that man was running with his arms flailing and his weird like i don't know how to use legs <laughs> like yeah. uh, it, it's a good capture of how a dog would deal with being bipedal i guess it's yeah. it's it's chaos, but every time it's on the screen, it makes me laugh really hard, especially in um, his interactions with Midwestern dad who says nothing and has no like expressions. Grunts. Yeah. Just kind of grunts. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my MVP. Yeah. Um, I am going to. So I really want to know more about every one of these directors. because yeah. They all have great ideas. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give my MVP to Matthew Cherry, the director yes. of Hair Love. He, like, you, one. You and the Academy. Yeah. One, like, <laughs> career switcher. Like, oh, I'm not going to be a professional football player. I'm going to direct movies. Yeah. And I'm going to direct this children's animated short when and, I don't know how to animate. Like, he's he doesn't have an animation Oscar. background. Right. Yeah. So, like, he did this whole Kickstarter campaign based on just an idea for a story mm. from his life and from you know raising his daughter and like he like figured out how to direct an animated film like he got animators and raised all this money and I feel like he's been really strong about like then taking this and not only like okay well thank you for this award but like this is a project for everyone who needs this story they've made a picture book out of it um that's been like a bestseller yeah um, and it looks really cute. Like yeah. it's really well done. Um, and yeah, he's really great about just keeping that visibility up and, you know, I assume encouraging others as well, but yeah. so good, good for Matthew Cherry. Nice. What a, what a career, what a twist, what, what a career yeah. arc. Yeah. No. <laughs> Crossover is our next segment. Ooh, mm. I'm going to make you start. Ooh. Okay. I got to look at some of these. Now, are we just doing two or do we get like points for crossing over as many as we can? I mean, yeah, do what you want do what you want to do. All right. Um Oh, like I kind of want to I would need more time than what we have on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But you I kind of want to mush them all, right? Well, I kind of want to just come up with one of those like uh, Pixar conspiracy theories of like <laughs> All these movies are in the same timeline of the universe. Um, uh-huh. But I'm not going to do that. No. Um, okay, so Kitten and Pitbull are going to be friends with the dog from Out. Hmm. Maybe the man as the dog from Out. Yeah. Like, maybe that version. That's um, strong. But they're, they're going to be friends, and they're going to go, you know, I'm going to keep it small. I'm going to keep it short. Ooh! They, those three animals are going to go animals on, become friends. Go on some adventures together. Nice. Are there any more animals? I don't think so. Finished. Okay, so it's not a very good one. So, uh, my crossover is uh, Kitbull, mm-hmm. the, uh, which is what I've decided the cat is named. Uh, Kitbull uh, finds Pearl, the ball of yarn, mm-hmm. and they become best friends because the kitten plays with the yarn. Uh, and then they get adopted by Hair Love. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have a cute, crazy cat that Dad has to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Because he's figured out hair; he's got to have something else to be overwhelmed by. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'd watch that. Thanks. Nice. Oh. All right, so let's. Okay. How do you want to do this? That's a good question. Yeah. So normally, our final final cut cut is. <laughs> Taking each of our normally two movies and deciding on whether we would re-release them as is, yeah. put out a special edition, or put them into the vault. But it seems uh, just, these are all great. Uh, that doesn't make sense here. Yeah. They're all great, and they're yeah. Please so, watch them all. Yeah, please watch them all. I'm gonna say let's not go through all eight necessarily. No, 
Is there anything, Dick, that stands out to you first as a short that would pair well with a, a, a full-length animated film Ooh. in a theatrical release situation? doesn't have to be current. Oh, that's interesting. Like, are some themes, right? Because uh, now all the Pixar ones are erased from my mind. But I feel like sure. Pixar kind of... It's not like the topic is the same, but there are some similar well, themes I'll you, or aesthetics. I'll tell you what. what um, I, we haven't seen... Uh, and. I don't know if anyone saw in theater uh, whatever the new one is. Dad Pants? Dad Pants. Uh, onward? Onward, yeah. No, a movie. lot of people have seen it. It's on the internet. No, I'm asking. I don't I don't know if anyone saw it in the oh, theater. okay. So I don't know if there was a short before mm. that or not. Okay. But I think uh, Smash and Grab would go great before that. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a boy movie, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a boy short. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's really like a cool adventure. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like uh, Smash and Grab would be great in front of that, or like, no, nah, before Wally, it might be like too samey because it's right? robot stuff. That's the interesting thing about this is that I'm like thinking of like oh, Wind and Coco, or like Wind right. and Moana, or, or something. like Loop and Inside Out, right? Which like great, but also it's too too samey it's too samey yeah you, have to, you gotta you, you gotta have to pair the it. tone but not the content mm-hmm. so i guess in that sense maybe maybe like wind and inside out okay because there's kind of like a fantasticalness yeah to them but inside out is more cartoony yeah. and wind is more grounded at least visually in reality yeah um I would also take mm-hmm. all of them and put them before cars so that there's some value to watching cars. And then just not show cars. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, we forgot. Oops. Uh, <laughs> so instead of cars, it's two of the Mater's Tall Tales. So it's all of these and then two Aww. Mater's Tall Tales. Oh, Mater's Tall Tales are so fun. They're they're fun for like two. You can't watch you five in a row. They're not made for that. We did watch five in a row, but we shouldn't have. No. I feel like Kitbull can go in front of something. Yeah. And maybe Kitbull... So maybe like Kitbull and Into the Spider-Verse. I know Sony doesn't do, but they have like more of that kind of gritty... Yeah. Kind of not exactly what you expect from animation look, but they're different styles. Um... Yeah, I think that could work. I'd also put that before Frozen 2 so that you get some value out of watching Frozen 2. The songs are so good. The songs are so good. The songs are great. All right. Anything else that stands out at you? No, I think that's, yeah. Are there any of these shorts or directors that you, like, if you were high up at Pixar? Am I I picking one here or am I like, you tell me. Well, I haven't finished this prompt yet. All right. But if you're going to say, okay, one of these directors gets to make a full movie, like, the next Pixar movie or the next... I mean, everything's kind of owned by everything now. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, is is there one of these shorts that lends itself to a full length? Or mm. is there a director that you want to hear, you know, a 90-minute story from? I don't think... This will be our final, final cut. Final, final cut cut. I, I don't feel like I want to see a 90-minute version of, of any of these. Smash and Grab is the closest one that, like, lends itself... It because feels the there's a least big world. Yeah, it feels the least finished. Right. Like I'm not I'm least clear about the beginning, middle, and end of that story. I'm kind of waiting for I the feel next like, episode of Smash and Grab. Yeah, I feel like I, it skips some sections where I'm like, Oh, why why are we here now? That happened right. quickly. Yeah, I can see that. Um so if one of them's gonna get made bigger, it'd be that. Mm-hmm. Um But if we're just giving someone if we're just giving someone the, the, the freedom to like make a movie, mm-hmm. man, like all of these are so interesting and so good yeah. and so, um, so confident in their viewpoint that, mm-hmm. that I think they could all do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say I want to see um, Loop, the, mm. the person. I don't, I don't have mm-hmm. the names in front of me, but the, the person who made, made Loop um, – because Erica Miss Misscom, okay, Milsom, Milsom. I can't read from this. Erica back. Milsom, um, because I think that like Loop had 
could have been uh, um, a piece of like a camp movie of like a coming of age movie, mm-hmm. right? Could have been like a piece of something else. And I think the way that the subject matter was explored was uh, really interesting and really uh, really engaging like i just kept wanting to watch and mm-hmm. see what was happening and try and understand all the characters points of view mm-hmm. i will say that the camp counselor being like hey take this autistic girl out on a canoe you have no training uh water sports are uh, notoriously very safe have, and no ha- nothing ever goes wrong have fun teenager with no training on how to handle the inevitable time where uh, there's an issue. Right, right. The uh, irresponsible. Yeah, but aside from that, like, I, I, I would like to see, um, yeah, I'd like to see uh, some characters, uh, like, and also just some more characters that aren't neurotypical mm-hmm. uh, on the screen because that was, you know, re- really interesting to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, about I- you? I just loved, I love the simplicity, and this is something that I really enjoy in animated movies. I love the simplicity of the, um, of the allegory and float, mm. where it was like, it, it, it didn't have to be super clear what in the director's life was, yeah. like how the kid was different. It was just like, this kid floats. Yeah. It's just, we're not going to say anything more about that. We're he not going to say what, like, you know, we're saying, we're, yeah. you know, we're specifically talking about something else, right. but this kid floats. And I think there's some real elegance in movies that can do that, create like a just a very simple kind of one-to-one um, like fantastical universe that is telling a story about this very w- real world thing and it's just the perfect setting for it, right? Yeah, um, yeah like telling a story about feeling obsolete about toys. Like it's just a really elegant kind of one-to-one and there's other things to explore yeah so i think the fact that and and i don't think like you said i don't think float is necessarily a 90 minute movie like it's structured perfectly for the exact length it is but i think i I really like his um the the way his brain works in terms of telling the story like that you know what i just realized Mm. talking about like thinking about float right now like that is bobby rubio is that director bobby rubio he he tries to control his son and make him normal Mm -hmm. by giving him like weighted clothing yeah which is something that you would do for an autistic Mm -hmm. child so it like it's interesting that like even there's like some hints of of uh like extra reality in there that is cool too i I don't know if that's intentional or just like he was like well this is what you do if a kid's floating but right but it it is neat it and yeah, it opens up other questions. Like, floating is really cool, but the world is not currently built for someone who floats. The world is not made for It is built for, for someone who walks on the ground. Yeah. And so how do you... Uh, oh, that's really cool. I didn't yeah. think about that yeah. when I was watching that. I like that. Cool. Yeah. Well, these are all great. Yeah. And there's more Spark Shorts coming. Yeah. Too. It's an ongoing project at Pixar. And which, so, is, which is cool. I guess. Right it, now, it says the next one is coming out in 2024. There's which seems no way that's correct. Like a long time from now, but uh, we'll see. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know. Is, can Pixar work from home? Oh, that's true. I, I have no idea. They did those Olaf shorts from home, right? Like, someone either took home a computer or like they were the only ones to go in right right because right like those Olaf sh- shorts were new since quarantine got it i haven't seen any of them yeah I, but I don't know what you're talking about they they like recorded josh gad from quarantine nice like they're just these little things yeah like Olaf tries to make lemonade or something yeah the, an, an interesting side effect of the coronavirus and quarantine that we were talking about is you can't make a live action movie with social distancing no. it doesn't really work Mm-mm. but you can make all the animation you want to yeah everyone like, has their voice studio animated at home movies now. <laughs> animated tv shows mm-hmm. yeah and if they don't have a voice studio you mail them a microphone and tell yeah. them to stand in a closet and say the lines yeah i mean the the animation technology is the hardest part mm-hmm. it's not the it's not the acting but yeah. um but yeah, you can distance, you know, as long as you're allowed back into the building, yeah. you can be working in different rooms. And So it's, yeah. it's interesting. 
Mm. It'll be interesting to see what the next couple of years brings us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. More animation, the better. We'll have more ideas yeah, for and, episodes. And hopefully more animation is the only thing that develops in the next several months or years. No other consequences. No Just other, animated movies. <laughs> no other terrible thing. Well, until that animation boom happens, though, we yeah. are always looking for new animated movies to watch. That's true. New pairings. Ooh. Um, and so if you, listener, are someone who has an idea like that for us, uh, either one movie or two movies together that you would like to hear us talk about, Dick, how can they uh, reach out to us? Cellmates uh, Podcast on Twitter, Cellmates Podcast on Facebook, and Cellmates Podcast at Gmail. Com. We also have a website, cellmatespodcast.com. I'll update it at some point. It'll look nice, I promise. That's another thing we keep saying. Like, yeah. Hey, guys, this this uh, 2020 has gotten worse, and we'll, we'll update the website soon. Maybe if I update the website, it will fix the world. 2020? <laughs> yeah, it'll be like Hades Town, like the song that, that fixes what's wrong. I'm going to make a, some it's HTML so beautiful. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, for Cellmates Podcast, I'm Kate Phillips. I'm not. I'm Dick Ward. Noah. Bye. Bye. take a risk and leave that window open what do you think should i shut it i should shut it i mean that's making more sound i you yes. do what you want i'm leaving it open